And can we skin this cat by way of saying that maybe this is evidence of the competition in Australia, Doss? <coughs> Kenya, like, y- you touched on it, Dal. There's Hunter Paisami. There's Lalakai Fiketi. There's, uh, you know, Matt Tuomu is still in the mix. There's all these other centres that could be there. Same with Fergus Lee Warner. I mean, it sucks to see them go, but Doss, is it a good sign for Aussie rugby that maybe we can let some guys that may be surplus to requirements at their level go? Uh, look, I think there's arguments to both is sides. Is that shit chat? <laughs> That's shit chat, eh? There's both That's sides. That's real shit I chat. I mean, you know, I don't think... If, all, if Friends was here, man, he would call <laughs> yeah. me out on that. So that's Friends' um, fault. Yeah, look, I just, I just don't think Australian rugby are in a spot where they can say, oh, we've got a surplus of talent. Let's let... A couple of injuries and we should let the, the likes of Fergus Lee Warren and Ire um, leave. But... Um, and Dal, correct me if I'm wrong. With contracting in Europe... Do the teams, you know, there's like tiered, right? You've got your Wallabies, your All Blacks in tier one, and you can't have a certain amount of them in your 23 or... Yeah, don't is that still players. the case? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if Ire went and qualified for Samoa, he removes himself from that pool and makes himself a more um, attractive option for the European clubs. Is Definitely, that right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that may have played into his Ooh. decisions as well as... Um, Good insight. As well <laughs> as obviously playing for his native land, um, which is a huge opportunity. And as Dal mentioned before, the competition um, in the centres is, um, yeah, it's pretty hot at the moment. So, yeah, I, I I would have loved him to stay because, you know, when when Ire's on, he's on. He's, he's good. He's so skillful, mate. He's got, you know, all the skills in the book. Um but yeah, you know, you, I never, um, I never mock anyone for you know taking these opportunities, and you've got a brilliant opportunity as young as a young human to go see the world as a young yeah. man, um, and yeah, make the most of it. So you're saying, Dal, that seeing as I haven't played for the Wallabies, I have a very attractive <laughs> offer opportunity <laughs> yeah. for a French club to sign me up. Correct. Theoretically, okay. yes. It's in on, the works. on paper, it's in the works. on paper, yes. <laughs> sick, sick. <laughs> Uh, this is going pretty well. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. All right. I'm very excited for this next topic. All Blacks have slipped to third in the world. <laughs> Suck it. Stick it up your ass. That's so good. So, number one, South Africa, obviously, and then France. France have moved up to number two, quite rightly, and the All Blacks down to three. I think Australia's gone up to six or five or something like that. I think No, I think five behind England at four. So I think six uh, behind Ireland and England. England and Ireland, that's what it is. But with that, are we? is it such a stretch to say that France are the favourites for the World Cup next year? In my opinion, wholeheartedly. Yes. I feel but like they are notorious bedshitters. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's at home. You know, they've got the luck. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's so hectic. Yeah, go <laughs> Just on. Just those players coming through. Correct. Hey, and DuPont. Out, and, yeah, and you look at these type of and guys coming through. Yeah. Yeah, Cameron Walkie. Cameron Walkie. He's so filled. Very, oh. very exciting for them. And at home, I just feel like they've almost timed it perfectly. Do you know what I mean? You know, another yeah. 12 months before, the, before they're there, but they found some real success this year with the Six Nations, and then it's building really, really beautifully for them. I feel like if it's not them, it's, uh, it's a Northern Hemisphere team anyway. Ooh, spicy meatball. As in who? Who do you reckon then? Oh, I still like England, and I know at the moment they're struggling, but I just think Dog it, ass, man. Eddie's a bit of a, a master class. He's a weird unit. He just he knows what he's doing, and mm. I feel like he's going to have them ripping and tearing at the right time. Yep. You know you what I've always found? That because the Northern Hemisphere, each comp in England, in France, in Ireland, there's always, every year, there's something to play for. You know, if you're in the top six, or firstly... Um, in the French competition, top 14, you're playing to get in that top seven to play Heineken Cup. So there's always something to play for. Once you get to the top six, then you're obviously playing off to win the comp. If you're in the bottom, the bottom half of the table, you're playing to stay out of the relegation zone. And then if you're in the relegation zone, you're playing off to stay in the comp. So there's these players, they're always experiencing these high-pressure, high-stress situations in games. Whereas, you know, in Super Rugby, historically, it's like, you know, you lose your first few games, you can't win it. But the comp still rolls on. And yeah. there's nothing, you know, you don't win or you don't lose. Um, there's nothing really to play for, which is probably why historically you've seen a lot of young players getting blood because there's nothing on the line. Whereas in Europe, these guys, they're always, they've always got some, there's battles within the, within the big battle. 
And I think they for, play a hell of a lot more football. And than they play us a today. lot more footy. And I think just in terms of when you get to World Cups, when you get to these situations, they've been in a lot more of these high pressure situations than the Southern Hemisphere players, um, which I think comes into it a little bit. Obviously, um, New Zealand have very talented players as well as Australia and South Africa. But yeah, there's that mental side of the game that they cope with or that they are exposed to a lot more. Especially in the professional arena. It's a professional game now. So the more that these players have like games that literally there's so much more than just winning on the line, you know what I mean? Like they are literally out there every single week, as you said, fighting for promotion, fighting against yeah. relegation looking at this competition or this competition, this competition, then there's the internationals, the Six Nations, then there's the Autumn. Like, we literally have, what, Super Rugby, then June Test Window, then Rugby Championship. Like, And that's three very distinct different comps, whereas you said they've got their own, and they've got the Premiership, then they've got this, and all this sort of stuff. So there's, it's so much more a different environment, and especially considering the professional arena now, like, they are earning their keep. And you can understand why guys like Fergus Lee Warner and Iray Simone want to go over there, get a bit of that crust, man, because there's shitloads of dough flying around. Um, you guys have such sick inside, eh? <laughs> <laughs> man, like, <laughs> it was just so different when it was just me and other fat loser battlers, eh? Um, uh, speaking of promotion relegation, this isn't in the run sheet. Did you see that Ealing... Um, I don't know what are they uh, Ealing the some finders. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they won the championship three day uh, or whatever recently, but they've been nixed as being promoted because there's a to go into the premiership you have to have a stadium of ten thousand and one oh. plus seats, and they've got a four thousand seater. They're appealing it, and like, yeah, like it's a stitch up. So a small local team has busted their ass to make it to the premiership. And then rug pull straight out of that, man. That's massive. That's hectic. That's huge because they've worked so hard over the last four years putting together a squad. They've got a fair backer behind them. And they have just been, you know, this is our goal. This is what we want to get to. So it's great to see them do that. But they will be absolutely devastating. And people are talking about, like, look at what's happening with Bath. Like, they have backers and they've spent all this money to get there. But they even said, well, as part of their appeal, what if we put in, like, a three-year plan to increase the capacity? And I'm like, but you're not there now, so we can't do it. And, like, it's a bit of a stitch-up because, like, what if a team can work their way through all these competitions to get there just as they've done and just because their facilities aren't as good, they get stitched up? What a ball like that is, man. Um, all right, now back to the Wallabies. The number 10 jersey. Yeah, like, what the hell, man? Like, is, is that up for grabs, Doss? Oh, yeah, well and truly. I mean, there's, in my opinion, two clear front runners. Um, Me and someone else, yeah, I assume. Yeah, you and Freens were a clo <laughs> oh, you guys were close, <laughs> close runner-ups. But um, no, it were, in my opinion, uh, James O'Connor and yep. Q QC. I think QC comes back Oof. into the squad. So you're saying Ben Donaldson and Noah Lolasiu? I'm not saying out of the squad. I'm saying they're in the squad. Nah, get out and, here, and they are every day learning off how these two guys operate. Yeah, um, yeah. Both brilliant. And the young um, the young Waratahs 10 who's been playing Tane the last Edmund. couple of years, Tane Edmund, has impressed me He's as well. really good. Ginger Ninja. So just going on yeah. for the... I just... When Ben Donaldson comes back, it's like, ooh, you know, what do you do there? Because I think Tane's been brilliant. I yeah. Mean, you know, personally, you probably bring Ben Donaldson in because he was playing really well and potentially move Tane to the fullback. Um, I think New South Wales haven't settled on a 15 yet um, and that combination could work quite well. Uh, but anyway, um, I think Quaid and Rabs are the clear front runners. Uh, I just think on the back of what Quaid did last year. Um, yeah, man, look, I, I can guarantee you that everyone in this room right now has probably spoken ill of Quaid in regards to he's done some stuff on the field where you go, ah, oh, shit, and all this sort of stuff, because that's what you can get with him, rocks and diamonds on occasion. What you could, what you did get with but him. But typically, more diamonds than you do rocks, but at the same token, last year there was this big question mark because, oh, you know, everybody seems like a changed man and all this shit, but he came out and just... Torched it. Yep, was unbelievable, and you could see it's the same same as James O'Connor. They've had to eat a mile of shit just to come through the other side, and you can see they're different players now. They're way more mature, and that makes such a huge difference. So, like, 
I don't know, like, you've got two guys who literally came up together, Dow, who, according to Doss, are our two front runners. So if you had to split the difference between those two, who are you going? That's hard. That's really that's hard. A, that's a tough question. It's a really tough question. I, feel I like, ask the hard-hitting questions here, man. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because we watch James every week here and we don't get to watch Quaid and Quaid's over there playing in a, you know... He's doing some loose shit, man. <laughs> yeah. The, the highlights then, coming out of there with him, man, and nuts. Exactly. But then you watch him at a test level like last year, it's 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 incredible what he does. And what both of these guys now have is is, is one experience. Mm-hmm. So obviously this is why they're the front runners. And when you get to that age, because they've been doing it for so long, everything starts to become a bit slow motion for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It all slows down. They know where they're going. They understand what they're doing. Yep. And they're directing players in and around them, around the park. So that's what you need. It's that control at that next level, which is the most vital cog in everything they're doing. So when to kick, when to pass, when to exit, all that kind of stuff that comes with it. And that's what we need as Australians leading into World Cup. Yep. So keep Ben Donaldson, keep Will Harrison, keep Tane Edmed, Rajan Pasatoa, all these, yeah, Noah Les- Lesio, all these young kids coming through. Keep them there and keep them learning and, and growing. But these are the guys to take us forward because we need experience. Mm-hmm. We need people who are going to head down, bum up and, and get us around the park. Have you had media training with Scott Morrison, have you? Because that was the most political answer ever. I asked you, who do you pick, Quade Cooper or James O'Connor? And you went on a huge diatribe and didn't even mention anything as to who you would choose. What the hell, man? That was ridiculous. That was brilliant, though. Very insightful, but bullshit. For the who record, you picking, for the record, Quade Cooper or James O'Connor? For the record, I'm picking QC. Nice. Yeah, I'm picking James. Oof. Yeah. Churchy, nudgy, standard. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny that there's no Brisbane Grammar Boys in there. <laughs> Stephen Moore, bring him back. Oh, God, how pathetic am I? Um, all right, <laughs> last one. Last one is um, the women's game. So uh, the announcement, finally, after two years, two long, excruciating seasons of cancelled women's Wallaroos footy, we finally have some Wallaroos footy to be played next month between uh, the Wallaroos, Japan, and Fijiana. Uh, we we were discussing last week how Fijiana are literally a, a, an international standard side. That game, when you've got the players out of the other four or five or whatever it is, Super Rugby women's sides going against the Fijiana, who I think are going to run away with it pretty handsomely, that could be an absolute, like, that'll be a pretty dire affair. Like, they'll be looking to snot the living shit out of each other because there'll be some bad blood considering Fijiana are probably going to run a train on everyone there. Like, Dow, that one right there in particular for mine is going to be a corker. I think it's outstanding. I mean, wonderful that we have international rugby back for the Wallaroos. It's fantastic. But as you said, you know what I mean, getting beaten up every week by the Fijiana. There's going to be a few players in each team all coming together yep. to launch a bit of an attack. Oh, oh man. Chance to counterpunch. Very, Dude, very, it'll very be so funny. sick. It'll be so sick. But uh, Fijiana as well. I think that this has just been so massive for the, for the women's game that, look, We've seen the Super W sides playing the last few years, but injecting Fijiana into it has literally reinvigorated the competition. I think because, like, I, 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 I can't even put my, like, finger on it as to why that is. I mean, we all know that Fiji rugby supporters will come from anywhere, go to anywhere to watch and play, but, man, the Fijiana side play such awesome footy, and it has literally lit a fire under that competition. And... Exciting times as well. Rugby Australia has announced that they eye, they're eyeing off a pro plan for the Wallaroos and Super W with a three-year Women's Rugby World Cup cycle for 2025. We were talking about it last week. We've gotten in a bit of shit previously through PAC um, for hounding certain um, institutions <laughs> for not paying their <laughs> female players. But finally, there's what looks like a plan to pay these girls, and it is so well-deserved, Doss. Yeah, I mean, very well-deserved, long overdue. Oh! Um, yeah, it's, yeah, you man. know, it's great to, you know, that they finally got something to, to aim towards to play for. I think going back to the Fijiana coming into the comp, obviously bringing that Fijian flair to the women's comp, and I think what it'll do is it'll force the other Super W teams to, like, accelerate their game Yes. twofold you know to be able to keep up it's like all right 
let's look where we lost against Fiji. Where do we improve? How do we, firstly, how do we stop them? And then on the flip side, how do we attack to exploit their weaknesses? So it's only going to be good things for the game with this announcement as well. Um, you know, we talked on Monday about the NRLW, if it's going to, um, you know, cast this huge shadow over Super W. Hopefully things like that just keep our women's rugby game moving forward. Yeah, at least if there's vision of a pathway, then we won't have that reversed Emma Tonegato I was talking about on Monday. All right, well, that rounds our pack news. We need a little beep, 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 beep to get out of there. What, you know, you know, the <laughs> that was noise. good. You just that was that good, going. Eh? That going. Just uh, make a remix of that if you can, please, Zach. That would be appreciated. But that ra- rounds our pack news for this week, uh, for tonight, sorry. Now what we're going to do, before we get our Moana Pacifica uh, players on, Tomasi Alasio and Naraya Fumai. Oh, man, I've been struggling with that. Um, we're going to throw it over. BJ, BJ Hartman from the Manly Marlins. He's joining us. To run Hello, through mate. everything that is Shoot Shield this weekend. Hey, BJ, how you going, brother? Matt, I'm good. I'm good. It's a bit wet down here, but we're okay. Yeah, there's more uh, flooding and shit going on, isn't there? Mate, it, it, it just keeps coming. You wouldn't actually believe there's that much water in the sky, but hey, we're oh, okay. Mate, we went through okay. it like a month or so ago, <laughs> man. So, no, I feel you, bro. Sydney's a shithole anyway, man. <laughs> 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 Went to Sydney a month ago and got COVID. It's literally the only thing I uh, can write home about about that. But Shoot Shield footy is back on uh, stand, which is absolutely awesome. So we wanted to get you on here. Obviously, 100-game superstar from the Manly Marlins himself. Uh, host of the short side alongside Sam Lane. So if there's anybody who probably has their finger on the pulse when it comes to Shoot Shield rugby, it is BJ Hartman. Uh, so BJ... Looking forward to this weekend's matches. We've got Southern Districts versus Gordon. We saw, we know yep. Gordon, I guess, technically is still the reigning premiers from two or three years ago or whatever it is. Uh, very handsome, uh, like, good showing last weekend. Who are you picking and why for this one? Oh, man, I think Gordon had a slow one on the weekend. They had Hunter. Hunter looked like, like a completely different side Mate. this year. Yes. Um, they look very fresh. Um they the the highlights that you see coming through. There's some pretty heavy contact happening in there. I think, Gort, yeah, Billy Melrose at the helm. I'll, I'll probably go back to Gordon. They um I think they had a slow start, but yeah, Gordon Gordon will pull through with that one. I reckon. Close. Um, I'm keen. Yeah, keen to see what actually is on that. I'm keen to see how Hunter go this year. I think they're going to be causing some real carnage. I reckon oh. they'll knock off a few top teams. They'll be Hell yeah, man. Play- yeah, don't sleep on Hunter. Well, they only had a what a, a few point loss over the weekend. But speaking of the wildfires, you've got uh, wildfires going down to Western Sydney to take on the two blues, mate. You're talking yep. about the wildfires there, big yep. boys. The Western yep. Sydney two blues are ginormous, mate. Yeah, especially mate. If this stays wet, that is going to be a tight, uh, full impact game of footy. That's there's not going to be much running footy. It'll be. Blunt force trauma, I reckon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm keen. Look, I'm, my heart's with uh, my heart's with Hunter. I want to see them do well. I want to see them disrupt this this comp. Well, they're 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 they've really embraced their Pacifica roots as well. We saw during their preseason trials they were um, playing. I think was it the Newcastle Tongan side in a relief match to raise some money for uh, the Tongan relief, like. They've really embraced it. They've got Rob Pouliouvea, formerly of um, of West, down there as their club captain and their first grade skipper. So they're really getting around the boys. And mate, I, I I'm with you on that one, BJ. I'm really excited to see how the wildfires go this year. Hey, Jay can I just interrupt, BJ? Sorry, mate. Um, what would you put that down to? Like the hunters' transformation from last year to this year? Is there anything we can put our finger on, or? Is it a couple of I don't things? Know. I actually don't know if they've got the same coaches or not, but I, I probably wouldn't put it down to that. It looks like there's a lot of new personnel in jerseys. Um, right. And I, I mean, heard through the off-season that they were trying to not... It's a balancing act, right? Because they don't want to detract from their current... Um, like, the, is it Central West or Central North competition that they've got up there? They don't want to pull players from other teams because that then sort of lowers the standard right. um, of the local comp up there. So they've, I know... They were trying to pull players from outside of the local comp um, so that everyone kind of wins, kind of promote promote great players from the area, but also not to sort of leave other clubs yeah. sort of short. So um, there's from the from you look at the jerseys and you look at the players on the weekend, um, there's a lot of different faces to last year. I think, um, yeah, I think that's the biggest one. 
Yeah, okay, it's exciting. <laughs> Mate, yeah. they, they recruited heavily the last couple seasons too, and it yeah. looks like they're, it, whenever you do get a lot of that new personnel in, it does tend to Just take a while. A bit. Oh, yeah, it does. You know yeah. what I mean? But, mm-hmm. like, they seem to be fizzing at the bunghole in all the right areas, BJ. Um, this one, your boys, the Marlins, up against West Harbour. Yep, oh, that's, you guys got Oh, that's tough. That's oh, tough. Man. I will be back. I will be yeah. back in Manly. Manly had a tough one on the weekend. We... um. Boys played against South and got uh, smoked. And had a had, had a red card <laughs> in the first four minutes, I think, um, which wasn't ideal. And it wasn't. I don't think it was on camera, so I couldn't really see what happened. But um, he got off the red card, so I don't know what happened there. Um, <laughs> got a yeah, a classic playing, early do, yeah. man. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. No, oh, clearly nothing happened. Eh? No. So, yeah, come nah. on, man. You can no, tell man, us. There's nothing in it. There's nothing in it. The, uh, <laughs> so, um, Manly, Manly played what? 75 minutes with 14 players and only lost by a bit. So um, they'll be fine this weekend. I'll, I'll back them. First home game at Manly as well. They're a bit of a memorial match for old uh, for old Russell Mackey, Rusty, that used to run around in his red shorts. Um, bit of a memorial game. So kind of like a back to Manly game. Yeah. Um, emotions running high. I think local boys will be fine. So you're backing the, uh, the Marlins on that one, Gordon. Yeah. The wildfires loose. What about this one? Sydney Uni versus Randwick. Sydney Uni were untouchable last year and then got a touch-up last week. How good was that? But looking nice. forward to this one. The Wicks were awesome in their win, and Sydney Uni they have lost a hell of a lot of players. Yeah, I love – I'm a fan of Randwick. Like, they're – you know, it's their old-school sort of stuff. The, the, was it the galloping greens and the running rugby is built into the green jersey and that kind of stuff. But it, it actually looks like it from the highlights of – yeah. Um, from the weekend, so I'm, I'll, I'll back Randwick. Um, Loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big call. Uni, like uni, uni is still uni, like. But Rats showed that, like, you can beat them. They, mate, Rats had, from again rumors, like there was a Harry Jones. Shout out to Harry Jones who had a wedding on Saturday in rugby season, um, and took a third, <laughs> third of the team away. Whoa, um, man! Yeah, and, they, and they still did uni. Uh, yeah, they still did uni. Apparently, um. One of the wingers for for rats just had an absolute field day, um, so that's uh, yeah, that was interesting. So hey, if a, yeah, the Fijian bloke, semi semi second rats team can beat Uni, I'm I'm back in Randwick. Rugged. So what is doing with Sydney Uni? Because they were saying there's what twelve players have bounced out from there, twelve starters have bailed. Mm, like... Yeah, I don't know. They um, hey, everyone has a crack at Uni about. Yeah. Who knows man. and who cares, Jay Ball? Yeah, man. As long as they're losing, everyone's happy. Don't get me hey, started, that's, man. That's the, that's the chat, isn't it? Like, oh, hold, like everyone hates uni chat. But I mean, I they it. like they love that chat. So it almost fuels their fire. So yeah. I hate um, it so I'm, much. I'm man. very cautious about throwing mate. shade at uni because they'll, they'll bite back. Yeah, but go get your own juniors, you dog ass. <laughs> man, oh, Where's I, your I hate them so much. I'm also a West boy, so I'm like born to hate UQ, but... Say la vie, boys. Um, Eastwood versus Eastern Suburbs, mate. What's going on here? What do you reckon? Who are you backing? Uh, interesting. Eastwood, it looks like it's a bit of that changing of the guard type thing happening at Eastwood. Like, a lot of the old heads kind of aren't around anymore. Um, they to... lost Charlie Kale to the Brumbies and so on as yeah, well. So like, like, yeah, a couple of, couple of their stars kind of progressing through to mm. higher honours. So, it's look, it's tough. They um yeah they had their their tough one against um they, I think it was a, was it Hunter um in the trials they um they had an interesting one against them but yeah I'm probably back east I think um after their walloping from north on the weekend oh man um, yeah you'd you'd be you'd be back in east to uh to to bounce from that getting Mate, pantsed that was a pantsing and a half a eh? north yeah. are looking so Possibly good great. Speaking of, you've got the Rats versus Norths. This has got to be yeah. match of the round when you really think about it. The two Mate, that, form yeah. sides from the first round. That will be. Norths, North, yeah, after watch, watching them on, on Saturday, Norths have got to be my short favourite for uh, for overall, like, shoot shield champions this year. They, um, It's a big call early, but, like, just what they I see what they're doing off the field as well. There's a lot of good cultural stuff going on, like, um, young fella debuted at 12 last week and they had uh, Billy Meeks ringing in from LA, an ex-North boy who wore the 12 jersey. 
Um, he's been involved in Wallaby camps and whatnot. So getting him to ring in and like basically virtually present him his jersey was really cool stuff. Like, so what they're doing behind the scenes is really good. But like, I mean, you look at the on-field shit and they just destroyed East on the weekend. So, um, yeah. And I, I can't, morally, I just can't tip Warringah being a manly boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, go with North, huh? Oh, I yeah, forgot yeah, it was yeah, the Rats. It's, it's yeah. It's thing. It's, uh, North, North by default on that one. Oh, sick. All right. Um, just a quick question. I think Dale and Dossie got a couple questions for you, but I just want to get your opinion on this. Do you reckon Bill Meeks has the best lips in world rugby? Huge. Hands mate. down. They're big, lush. Big Billy Kissy lips, mate. It's ridiculous, man. He looks like, you know, lush. like a like a trophy bass with his big fish lips, man. It's ridiculous. And I reckon he has to moisturize them and he puts something on them, man, because they look ridiculous. Yeah, hey? I think he does look after them. They're all over his Instagram. I think he does. Uh, there's some self, self-care self happening yeah. with the lips. Yeah, man. He's a good-looking unit. Did I just suck the wind out of this show a lot? <laughs> BJ, who's the, who's the best up-and-coming uh, player who you think's going to come through in the next kind of 12 to 18 months down in Sydney? And he can't say you. Uh, yeah, I mean... Is there anyone who stands out for you? Is there, what are you? What's the opposite of up and coming, down and depressed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad and depressed. For you. Um, <laughs> up and coming in Sydney. The, um, now I mentioned him. I've got to admit, I don't know his name, but the winger for Rats on the weekend was so good to watch. Um, Fiji and bloke? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Very ball in space. Or something. Yeah, ball in space. He was damaging. Um, he, I think he's going to be great. There's one... Ben Mars already been picked up. Um, yeah. He is a Rats boy, but he's playing with the Aussie Sevens this weekend um, in More Singapore. More Veramalua. Mate, he, he's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did it, where, do you know where he was last year? I have no idea. He might have been at the Rats last year, but this year, mate. That's he why was, we've got you, man. Yeah. He was so impressive to watch. Like, he's, he's a damaging runner. Um, Almost North scored the try of the North season in the first round, someone... but bombed that little chip chase too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not oh, ideal. Mate. Not ideal. Um, yeah, but he's he's my he's my favourite so far. Ooh, keep mm. your eyes peeled, man. That is so sick, <laughs> mate. He was an absolute gun on the weekend. Yeah, so good. Nothing, Doss. All right, I thought Doss might want to ask you a question, but he had the same question as me. It was about Bill Bill Meeks. So yeah. yeah, that's all good. Yeah, yeah. it's the word on everyone's lips, especially Bill Meeks. You've just lips. you've still thrown me, mate. I can't. My Watch it, man. Every working. time you see Bill Meeks in anything, now you're gonna be like, oh, you, yeah. Look, you can admit when you see a good pair of lips, you wouldn't mind want to kiss it. Like what? When you when you Jay Jay when you're comfortable in your own skin, you can recognise like strengths in other people. It's easy and want to be comfortable <laughs> in his skin also. <laughs> yeah, man, just got to be comfortable in your own se- uh, skin. <clears throat> All right, BJ. Well, look, thanks very much for joining us, brother. Hopefully, we can get you no on time, again man. soon. But you're going to be away for a few months, unfortunately. But uh, moving yeah. forward, we're probably going to have your co-host Sam Lane from the Short Side Podcast. How is the Short Side Podcast going, mate? It's mate, it's good advice. Gas. It's yeah, literally mate, just tales of you getting stitched up and getting dropped from the first grade side. Eh? <laughs> Basically, it started. That's literally how it started. We wanted to share some shit chat, and um, so many people actually sent in their own stories. So there's a few we've got in the bank that we'll share over the next few weeks. But um, hey, now the season started, hopefully there's more stories of of people getting dropped. And um, mate, it's good fun. We have a good laugh on a Monday night. We just chat shit, and yeah, and someone someone listens to it somewhere. I do, man. It's so good, eh? It's so good, man. It's literally just the the tales of BJ and his slow decline out of the Manly Marlins first grade side. Makes me feel so good about myself having never played top grade. Hey, as long long as someone else feels good about themselves, then I've done my job. Damn straight. Bless you, BJ. Thanks for tuning in, brother. Thanks so much, lads. All the best, brother. We'll chat to you soon. Enjoy. See you, guys. Thanks, Thanks, brother. Thanks, BJ. How good was that, BJ? Absolute legend, man. He's actually the GM of Budgie Smuggler as well. Probably should have told that before. Uh, oh, right. as, of all the things that is on his resume, that's probably yeah. right up there. But, um, yeah, man, Manly Marlins hero down there um, for the boys. Now, let's kick straight over. We've got, as we said, as we preluded early on in the, uh, in the show, that we are going to be joined by two of the Moana Pacifica superstars. And we're joined <laughs> now by Tomasi Alosio and Naraya Fumai. Lads, how you doing? 
Can you hear me? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, boys, how are you holding up? You've had two weeks of serious, um, serious matches up against the Blues. Tomasi, yourself in particular, you copped an absolute bell ringer from Caleb Clark on the weekend. How's the body holding up? Um, yeah, bro, I'll start. Um, yeah, not too bad. We've obviously gone through our first storm week and we're heading into our second storm week now. Um, but yeah, on that game against the Blues, uh, yeah, probably just uh, an accident that um, that happened. Um, yeah, and obviously, uh, still, still just a, a few symptoms, but going through the protocols this week to hopefully um, start playing again soon. Tomasi, Aiden here, Aiden Toa here. Mate, you um, you probably couldn't have picked bigger legs in world rugby to run into. <laughs> he doesn't have the smallest legs in the world, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, nah, I think it's just, uh, yeah, just one of those accidents that, that happen in rugby and just very unfortunate that um, I caught the the end of it and, and Caleb was involved too so yeah no nah, no hard feelings but it's um, yep. yeah, it's been dealt too so yep. just time to move on and yeah it all um, all happens in the heat of the battle now Naraya you guys have been together obviously as a new team since what November December last year how's it coming together as a side obviously getting that win a couple of weeks ago was was massive but culturally um, obviously it's been it's been pretty special what's it been like um, as a team of these first couple of months? Um, oh, bro, it's been me, eh? I think um, <laughs> us being Islanders, um, oh, me and Musa usually used to, you know, just Samoan sort of culture. And it's been good to, like, um, mix and mingle with the Tongan and then the Cook Islanders and then got a few new Wayan boys in there as well. So just everyone bringing their, their flavour and and um, their culture to what we have in our team is probably something special and it's probably something a lot a lot of the boys um, haven't experienced before as well as the coaches so bro it's been me man and that, that win a couple of weeks ago just felt like the cherry on top and hopefully um, just many more of those um, experiences uh, to come I'm sure I'm sure there'll be uh, there'll be a few more wins coming for you boys um, that's that's great to hear Naraya you, you know you speak about the culture and you can see you know, you guys are only a couple of months into this season as your first inaugural season in Super Rugby and you in the New Zealand conference, I might add, and you guys have just been so competitive from the very first minute um, up until now. I just want to ask a question. Um, I'm, I spent a couple of years with my man Christian Lealifano down at the Brumbies. How we talk about the culture and how it, you know, how it can bring a team together. How has Brazzy been to Moana um, in the first few months? Oh, bro, um, Christian's the man, eh? He probably, um, he's probably what sets that example of what um, Moana Pacifica culture should be uh, be like. And, you know, he just brings in a high standard of excellence, um, not only on the field, but his off the field. He's real good at bringing the boys together, um, you know, energy. He's always there to remind us that, um, when we're a, a bit down, he picks us back up. So he's been awesome. And, um, you know, you, you see him bounce back from what he went through. Um, it's been awesome to have him. And I think he's uh, been a real special part of our group. Yeah, I bet. And he's always yeah, got he's always got time for, you know, all members of the squad, uh, which I loved about Brazzy. He's, he was the captain of the Brumbies. You know, he's in coaches' meetings. He's in planning meetings. He's always busy with something, but he's always got time for you personally. Um, you know, and he, he spreads his time out to everyone in the squad. So he was um, a huge pickup uh, when it got announced. And I know him and Sakopi are doing a, um, doing a great job over there. Narai, you got uh, obviously a fair amount of experience playing, <laughs> playing rugby, but... Talk to us a little bit about Aaron Major and the influence that he has had on the group. Obviously, it's a tough job coming in and, and starting a team from scratch. What's he been doing? What's been, he been instilling in, in each individual player to, to get the most out of them? Um, yeah, obviously, um, Aaron being an All Black and someone we used to watch um, when we were younger, um, you, you kind of get an awe of, of his presence in the team and um, he brings a lot of, um, man, what does he bring? Something special about, and he even said to himself that um, this team is probably 
something different that he's experienced before. Um, he's invested in, in Aaron individually and he talks about total, which means a bit of service, servicing each other, um, not just on the field, but off. And he, he really, he really encourages us and shows us with his actions as well. So just him being a leader and, and, um, off the field just helps us to be able to, um, like help each other out a bit more off the field and then on the field, obviously you want, you want to build that culture and he's done a great job at bringing the right leaders, um, um, into the team and yeah, so it's, it's going well, man. He's, he's a good, he's a good coach. He, he likes to help us out, um, uh, when we need it. So yeah, it's been great. Right, I want to ask you a question. So every side has a little bit of a shit stirrer. They have someone who stirs the pot, niggles everyone. I think with the Reds, you can see it's Teneyela Tupa. I think Rob Leota down in the Rebels uh, tends to niggle blokes a little bit. I've heard that you're a bit of a character yourself. <laughs> Who in Moana Pacifica is the biggest shit stirrer? And be honest, if it is you, you can say it's you. We got a we got a couple, bro. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably we have to be Levi. Oh, more center. Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah, grammar boy. Grammar boy. My school, yep. yep. My school, yeah. yeah. You know the one with the bowl cut. Yeah, he, gets a, he gets a bulk specifically to show the eagle at the back of his head. <laughs> the next time you see him play, you just look at the eagle and just give a slap, bro. Nah. So it'll probably be Levi. Who else? This guy over here. <laughs> 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 Don't listen to what he's saying. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, I saw you try and shy away there, Marcy. Yeah, nice try, yeah, brother. Yeah, <laughs> well, we, we were just touching on it before with Aaron Major. I mean, a massively experienced campaigner with the Saders, with the All Blacks, and he's got a great coaching pedigree. But you guys, as a squad, I mean, we were talking about Christian Lele Afana, but you've got Sakopi Kepu, Henry Timmy Sowers. Like, these are guys with massive experience that surely with some of those younger guys it's just got to be bringing them along so well for that Moana Pacifica side. Yeah, yeah nah, as you said, like the likes of having Kips and Christian, yeah, just, you know, world-class world players, um, you know, over 100 tests for the Wallabies and over 100 to rugby caps too. So to have those guys lead us has been awesome, especially for the young guys. And we've got a few like 20... 21 year olds in there so mm. it's been awesome just to mm. kind of have that leadership set the example and also um you know a pathway for a pathway just for these young guys to come through and uh, it's been awesome like they talk about uh 26 years in the making this minor side and those that paved the way for um for this side to happen it's been awesome so hopefully um you know in the long run it's a real good pathway for pacific islanders who choose to go down that um super rugby path and just obviously creates more opportunities being um, another Super Rugby team here in New Zealand. I want to get your thoughts on this because I watched that that win you guys had against the Canes live, and when Denny Tawala put that kick in, I went bug. Mate, I flipped out. That was my nice way of saying it. I lost my shit. I can only imagine what that meant for you guys when he put that, put that on the toe, chased hard, and got that try to secure the dub. That would have been magical for you guys. Yeah, bro. Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, um, in that moment, I think um, it was probably lucky that he kicked it because about half the backs were cramping up. But yeah, those are like moments that you sort of dream of. And for us, for us um, this year, you know, we, we were searching for wins, but we were just searching to sort of make our people proud and our families proud. So that, that um, win sort of came, not when we least expected it, but, but, but sooner than we thought. But we always had that belief and we go into every game um, with, with the belief of winning. But yeah, so for us, it was just um, making um, our, our families and our people proud and just going out every week and uh, no matter what the result, we're just going out there and um, doing the best we got uh, we can. So... Yeah, man, that feeling was special. Um, 
Yeah, it was hard to explain, bro. Like, we were cheering for about five minutes after the game and we forgot that we were tired, man. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up getting dry-horrors, dry bro, after, the, um, after cheering. So it was awesome, man. So hopefully, yeah, get a few more of those experiences and uh, win this, this season. Mate, I, I can't help but agree. Look, uh, as you said, no matter the result, no matter what happens from here on out for the rest of the season, you guys have done... Your, your nation, your club, your family, everyone proud. It's been absolutely awesome to have you guys into the competition and all the best for the rest of the season. Cheers, bro. Thanks, Thanks for having us, man. Cheers, lads. Thanks, Thanks boys. How good was that? How good was that? Yeah. <laughs> man, that was so good, man. Brilliant. we got two dudes from Moana Pacifica on our Brilliant, show. yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. It was brilliant. And it was great to hear there, Jay Bora, about... Um, Namaya speaking about, you know, when you're playing, when you're playing for something that's bigger than the game, the results just tend to take care of themselves. Like, they, you know, they weren't expecting that win um, against the Canes a couple of weeks ago. But as he sort of mentioned, you know, they're playing for their families, they're playing for their people. And, um, yeah, it's powerful, man. When, you, when there's something bigger than the game, the results, you know, and you don't invest as much in the results, they seem to just naturally take care of themselves. Hell yeah, man, I agree. And I think the big word there is powerful, and I think mm. this is what a lot of people probably don't see, and it was great to have that insight from these guys, and the Drew are experiencing the same thing at the moment as well, so obviously they're getting a win this year, but it's that power that it brings to their people that's pretty bloody special. Yeah. Oh, mate, that's what I was saying. Like, I lost my shit when I saw that try, mm. but then... Like, oh, man, I'm literally getting goosebumps. Because you could see how much it meant to yeah. it, man. Like, it was absolutely immense. And I touched on it before. Like, Fijian, you know, uh, rugby followers will go to anywhere to watch a game of footy. And they'll be the loudest and most happy and boisterous people there. Same with, you know, Samoans, Tongans, Cook Islands, whatever it may be. They absolutely love it. And... I can't wait to see what Moana Pacifica and the Fiji and Drua do because yeah. they've already shown they're up to it. Wait until they start firing on all cylinders, man, and they're going to be absolutely amazing. So, speaking of that, let's start previewing uh, Super Rugby Round 8. So, it actually starts off with the Highlanders uh, playing host to Moana Pacifica. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people would have picked this, but the Highlanders are actually below Moana Pacifica on the on the table with no wins thus far, whereas Moana Pacifica jagging that win against the Canes. Dow, who are you picking in this one? Moana. Yes! <laughs> yes! I'm inspired. Woo! Yeah, so am I, so <laughs> am I. Are we all going Moana Pacifica? Yeah. 100%. Oh, man, that is so sick. That is... Let's put that one in the bank. Is that our lock? Of yeah, the week. Of it the is week. our lock of the week. We need to get a huge lock so we can bust it out too. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, I probably should have told you guys that Johnny was meant to do his deep in the cut segment for us to be able to get his tips for this weekend's fixtures. Uh, but he's too busy buying bottle service in a ghetto-ass nightclub in downtown Houston. But instead, what we're doing is we're going to have you two go off against it and whoever loses has to do something sus. Drink some sus shit, do some sus shit, whatever it may be. I didn't want to tell you before we went live, so now it's on the record. It's yeah. out there in the uh, interwebs and all that sort of stuff. So <laughs> choose Web wisely, boys, um, <laughs> because someone's doing something really hectic next week if they lose. All right, next one, Force versus Rebels. Dos. Oh, down in Melbourne. Um, That's in Perth. Oh, it's in Perth. Yeah. All right, it's yeah. in Perth. Um, I, think the, I think the Rebels last game, they had the bye, and was it the Drua the week before the bye? Yep. Yeah, I think got their first win. Yeah, they got their first win, right? And I remember thinking this. I, I was hoping, more hopeful than thinking, it would be a catalyst in terms of turning their season around. Um, they've showed <laughs> potential, but I got to go the force in Perth. Dale, uh, I want to say the force as well. This isn't very fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going the force too. This is come on, man, just ham it up. Someone picked someone real shit. Yeah, I'll go rogue soon. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I'll, I'll are you going to go rogue on uh, this one? Canes I... versus Satyrs in Wellington. Oh, great game. Oh, it's going to be a great game. Um, well, like, is is going for the Canes going rogue? Because I'll, I'll back the Canes oh. at the cake tin. <laughs> yes, this there is you go. sick. There you go. Really? You're going for the Canes? Yeah. Uh, Dow? Crusaders. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there. You got your All wish, right. J-Ball. Yes. I'm writing this down. I'll forget it next week. Um... <laughs> 
No, really. So why are you going for the Canes then? Oh, and I not d- just for being it, silly buggers? No, I think heartbreaking the way they lost last week to the Chiefs. Mm. Um, look, I haven't even looked at the team list. I'm hoping it's somewhat the same. Um, because they've just got they've got good players within their pack. Artie Save will step up. Uh, let's get him on the show next week, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Tino, if you're listening, let's get yeah. him on. Um, that the, I like the seven, uh, Criffy Duplessis. Love him. Um, I reckon he's gone. Jordy Barrett. Um, if they TJ uh, Pedernaro actually getting he's now the leading try scorer for the Canes yeah, in Super Rugby. TJ, as well. I think he's like eighth all time. Three of off, three off the top. That is rid- <laughs> ridiculous, man. Crazy. That is ridiculous for a halfback of all people, too. Yep, mate, just supporting up the middle. He's scoring tries all day, especially yeah. in a team like the Hurricanes who make lots of breaks out wide. So, yeah. I don't know. I just, you know, it's more the safer bet is to go with the Crusaders, but, you know, you just want something different to happen every week. So, I'll go the Canes. Dow, why the Saders? Because they're the Saders. They're bouncing back. Do you know what mm, I mean? They've had yeah. a bit of a slow start to the year. I mean, they're starting to find their form now. They'll start to hit a gear. And, you know, we talked about they're not they're not untouchable anymore, but they're still a little class outfit. Yeah. They're coached really well. They've got some quality players. I think they'll really start to drive it home over the next couple of weeks. And Richie missed those first few weeks of the season too, so him coming back is going to be absolutely massive. Uh, this one's going to be a corker too. The Chiefs versus the Blues. Chiefs playing host to the Blues in Waikato as well, Doss. Ooh, that is... Bowden Barrett's back this week too, isn't he? Mm. Mm. Um Fetter at the back. Bryce Heem at top. I'm, I'll go the Blues. Ooh. Yeah, I'll go the Blues at Waikato. I mean, they, just, they look so good. They look so good. Chiefs aren't too bad either, man. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs. Yes, there we go. Home ground there advantage. That's it. That'd be a cracker of a game. <laughs> it's going to be a belter of a game. Yeah, oh, that'll be belter. so sick. It'll yep. be attacking Rugby City, man. It yep. will be going off like a frog in a sock, man. And good to see the Chiefs moving Nankervell off the wing. I um, love it. Mate, Alex nankerville has been... He's been so good for so long, but he's just that underrated sort of white yep. boy. But, man, he has been awesome this year. I think it's because he's got that mullet rocking. But he's been absolutely red hot. In a Chiefs side that, can, that have so many attacking weapons... Yep. He's been so strong. No Joshuani this week too, Dell. Bryn Gatlin playing at 10. Is Joshuani injured? Uh, he must be because he wasn't on the bench either. Yeah, right. Oof. Bryn Gatlin's a class out there. He is right. good. He is good. Loose. There we go. Look at this. How's this dialogue? This is a great show. Fiji and Drua versus the Brumbies at Scumcorp Stadium as well, of all places. It's hard to go past the Brumbies. Yeah, I'd love oh, to you. go. <laughs> Loser! I would no love- way. Fiji all the way. I'd love to go rogue again and pick the Look at the, the side the Brumbies have picked. Like, they're bloody yeah. some youngsters. They're not like... Uh, I mean, uh. if, if there's a game, if there's ever a game where Fiji and Drew are going to beat the Brumbies, it's this weekend. Suncorp neutral territory. absolutely well, heaving. Say, not, not even neutral territory. There's going to be way more Fijians than Brumbies supporters. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, you just... The structure that the Brumbies bring to the game, I think, is just going to put a cold, wet blanket on the Fijian flair. You're killing me, Doss. I know, mate. And it, t- it pains me to say that, but sometimes logic has just got to prevail. The over. Pat Show is not born on logic or facts. <laughs> We've discussed I'm quickly this. finding that <laughs> yeah, out. <laughs> it is. That'll be written on my tombstone. Um, all right. Well, that rounds out uh, Super Rugby Round 8. Um, now let's look forward to Super W this weekend. Unfortunately, tomorrow night's game, um, I think it was the Force versus the Rebels, uh, has been postponed or whatever it may be as a result of, I assume, COVID. Um, but we've still got some absolute corkers lined up, in particular, Tars versus Reds. Mm. This this is the pinnacle of uh, women's rugby in Australia. Like, always has been, probably always will be. We know Fijiana are absolutely red hot, but this is like, this is... Typically a bloodbath of a game. Who are you picking here, Doss? Man, I would just love to see the Waratahs women lose two games in a row. So I'm going to go the Reds. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> then you go and do something like this and totally redeem yourself. <laughs> Dal? Yeah, we'd love to see, obviously, the Reds get up, but I'm going... Oh, Dallin, he's so boring, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm going with my head and back in the Waratahs. <laughs> Look at you. Doesn't want to drink a 
warm Tun Lager on the show. <laughs> you Tun Lager, mate. Don't you dare knock Tun Lager. <laughs> it is delicious. Warm? Yeah, fantastic. What it's is like a you are a kook, man. What am You're I missing out on? What am I missing out on? It's like this. Is it German? I think it is German. It's horrific, bro. It's awesome. It's like $28 a carton. Why do you think for I, a pack oh, of 30. Why do you think <laughs> I stopped drinking? I bet you Nick Frisbee has them weekly. <laughs> he's at, a gold at, that, at that price point. <laughs> he's a gold When man. he wants to change yeah. up from a mango. <laughs> He'll I reckon go one of these. Surely they test his blood and his Surely blood type is ton. <laughs> Mate, yeah, he's a loose unit. Let's get Pickle on here too. Yeah, hundred percent. I tried to get him on tonight, but he was busy. Oh, but he said in the coming weeks he's keen yeah. as mustard. I reckon we get him on the couch. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get 100%. him in the studio. Get yeah. a beer sponsor too. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, but it won't matter. That in, but it won't matter who we get. We'll have to get four X to get him on the show. That's true. Maybe we'll just wrap a ton lager in a gold can, stubby cooler or something. Um, and then last one, Fijiana versus the Brumbies. You can't go past Fijiana. No you, way. You can't, They're unbeatable, no. mate. As, yeah. as well as the Brumbies have progressed, we saw them a few weeks ago only just go down to not just the Reds, but also the Tars mm. in very good games of footy. That Brumbies Super W side is really coming along. And I think that's testament to the entire Super W comp that like all five clubs, uh, six clubs are starting to really progress really well. So... Uh, well, that rounds out uh, Super W. That rounds out tonight's episode of the Pack Show 2.0. It took us two turns, but I think we ended up nailing it. How? What, anyone crushed anyone? it? Yeah. Crushed it. That Moana yeah. piece was beautiful. That oh, was great. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. How good? BJ messaged me and he said he absolutely loved it. So that was great. So now we know BJ can come back, give us a bit of a rundown when it comes to Shoot Shield. Dos Dallin, thanks very much for joining us. Always a pleasure, pleasure Jay Ball. Zachy Boy behind the ones and twos, absolutely running the show like an absolute professional that he is. Everyone here at Double Take Studios, everyone for tuning in, thank you so much. Be sure to tune in Monday night, like and subscribe, all that shit. Give us a follow on Instagram where we're going to be putting up all our snippets. And also remember to tune in to Stan and watch all the Shoot Shield action, all the Super W, all the Super Rugby, and then... In two weeks' time, finally, we're going to have ourselves a little bit of Queensland Premier Rugby football too. But remember as well, we've got the WA uh, Fortescue Premier Grade competition on there as well, Japanese t- League One, whatever it is. Tune in, have fun, stay safe over the weekend, and we'll see you Monday night. Yo, yo, ma.